What is up, everybody? We are here at DCI. This is episode number 12. I am Jason Dardick. I am here with big, sexy Bradley Crenshaw. 12 already? 12 already. Dang. A dozen episodes. Dang. That's like, that's like the GOAT number, right? That is the GOAT number. That's exactly right. Episode 12, our Tom Brady episode. Tom Brady. Man, that's awesome. Uh, I know last week, if you guys, before I get started, if you will like and subscribe um, to our channel, that way you don't miss out on any fresh DCI content. Nobody, nobody wants to like and subscribe to this channel. I know. Everyone everyone says they're going to do it. But Just scroll right on by. I know. Do it. Come on. I dare you. Uh, <laughs> or, as, or as Connor would say, dude, bet. Dude, bet. S- like and subscribe. Bro. Got to get our, our, you know, our media guys, they uh, do a great job. Oh, Show yeah. them some love and... Uh, like and subscribe to the channel, guys. Come on, we appreciate it. Um, last week in episode eleven, we took a look at singles versus wax pricing. Um, we took a look at the Mavs Western Conference Finals, uh, the end of the Mavs run versus the Warriors. Um, we also took a look at some current happenings in the hobby, some redemption um, issues that we're experiencing with uh, the supply chain, as well as some uh, a little legal issue with C.D. Lamb not getting his redemptions filled for Leaf. Um, just a quick update on that story. C.D. Lamb did fulfill his uh, obligation, and, and he did sign those cards, sent them back into Leaf. The that's because he watched our podcast, yeah. That's exactly right. I think we pressured him into it. Uh, good on you, C.D. Lamb, but also good for Leaf for holding those guys accountable. Yes, um, they all should be held accountable. That's exactly right. Like That lawsuit got dropped pretty quickly, um, so it was nice to see you know, kind of a, a good mm-hmm. resolve there. Uh, this week, I think, focus a little bit more on the uh, NBA playoffs. We got the finals, the Celtics and the Warriors for the first time since Bill Russell versus Wilt Chamberlain. I know that's a little more your, uh, I think, were those guys? Don't even. I was going to say, were those your favorite players? Those <laughs> are the 70s. I was born in the late 70s, but come on, man. Man, those were your, those were your you idols what? growing up. Oh. Mr. Bill Russell, come on now. <laughs> Uh, I like. This. I didn't even watch the guy play. Although he is, he is from Monroe, Louisiana, mm-hmm. where I originally grew up at. So I do love Bill Russell for sure. Bill Russell is the goat uh, of basketball, and if you're going just by titles, I know uh, people like to use the title argument. Um, Jordan's got six. Bill Russell's got eleven. He don't um, even have enough. He doesn't have enough fingers. Yeah. You've seen that picture? Did you, where did you see the post the- though that I made the other day on the goat stuff? That I wish I could go back in time and tell Michael Jordan to focus on stats rather than winning, since that seems to be what the debate's all about for the GOAT. That's right. Right? I mean, that's what everybody wants to compare with LeBron James and get no, Michael Jordan all the way. Michael Jordan. Uh, well, I, I, think it, I, do, I do think that Bill Russell is often kind of forgotten in that discussion for – a, the stats were ridiculous, but then if you want to make the championships argue, like that, yeah, absolutely. Dude's, that dude's lapping everybody. Yeah. Um, so really, really looking forward to the uh, the NBA Finals. Miami or um, yeah, the Celtics knocked off the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, we'll take on the uh, Golden State Warriors. We got Jason Tatum versus Stephen Curry. Which of those two guys do you prefer? Uh, just as a, just as a fan, uh, you know who I'm going with. That's Steph Curry all the way. Uh, I love the brand. I love that guy. I love to watch him play. I'm not a Jason Tatum fan. I mean, especially – did you see the picture that he posted? I did. Of the, the Kobe, you know, with the trophy in between his legs. You know, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I, uh, I mean, that was kind of 
to be to be quite honest, kind of douchey. I agree. I think the the honoring Kobe and like how that that's his guy, right? Mm-hmm. I I totally understand that. Um, I think the fact that the text went public right from him is like yeah. the way that's like, Hey, you know, look at me, I'm doing this mm-hmm. is the thing that kind of rubs people the wrong way. Um, the text itself doesn't bother me, but yeah, just making it go public or, you know, not really doing it for the right reason, I guess. Yep. But golden um, state wins in six, by the way, golden state in six. I was just going to say, what's your prediction? Yeah. Golden state, um, in six. golden state in six. Okay. So fun fact though, the last three teams to eliminate Jimmy Butler, the last three seasons have gone on to win the title. Um, so you don't think that holds true for the Celtics this it year? It does not. They're oh. playing against the Golden State Warriors and a guy named Steph Curry on the other side. Nah. All, All right. game. Six. I want to tie this back into cards just a little bit. Um, staying on the Steph Curry, Jason Tatum topic. If this were – if you were to say, hey, I'm going to make an investment in, in those one of those two guys, is, is right now the time to buy their cards right no. before the finals run? No. You don't think so? No. Even if you're confident that the Warriors are going to win in six? No. No, no, no. It's one of those things. It's just like, you know, people buy right before because what I find a lot of times in this hobby, and I get a kick out of it, especially when I'm scrolling through, you know, social media, you know, I've started noticing the people now that we're getting inching right up to football season. Now it's, oh, I'm buying Josh Allen's, I'm buying Justin Herbert's. And, you know, they, it's because they don't want to do that early on investing, and so they're waiting down to the last minute to do that. Well, you're going to pay a premium for doing that. Absolutely. The way you – if you're going to do the investments on the flips, you got to do them you, – you got to think ahead of the game. And that all comes down to most people is they don't have the cash flow to be able to sit on it. Sure. And so they have to wait until the last minute so they can buy it and then flip it. And those are the things in the hobby that I don't like. You know, it's it's people are constantly trying to make that quick flip and make that, you know, quick cash flip rather than right. the collecting and enjoying the card. But no, don't buy Curry, Tatum, any of those guys at this present moment. Right. Because you're going to pay a premium for it. Look at Joe Burrow last year. 100%. I mean, everybody had the FOMO of trying to buy Joe Burrow right before he goes into the Super Bowl because he's – you know, going to win this, you know, the, the title is so they thought. Right. And, you know, I'm a Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. Absolutely. You know, being an LSU Tiger, I love Joe Burrow. Yeah. But there was no way that I was going to touch his cards. His pricing, once they lost, dropped like 40%. I mean, it, it fell off. We even had the conversation with one of our customers in here who was trying to sell me an NT, and I asked him what he wanted for that, and he told me like 85 grand, and I like can go pound sand. That's right. Paying eighty five grand for that card, you can pick up the card now for like forty. That's exactly right. I mean, right. it uh, dropped off. Never buy the card during the hype. You're going to lose every single time. So, and from that perspective, you would have rather looked at looked ahead at this season pre NBA. Let's just say preseason. Said, hey, I really like the makeup of the Warriors roster. I like the I like how the East is going to shape up for the Celtics this year. That's when you should be buying the, hey, here's the Steph Curry at his lowest offseason price. No matter what, even if they make the playoffs, whatever, if he does anything, that's when you, you capitalize on that flip. Yep. I'm, buying, um, I'm buying basketball in a month, maybe right. maybe two. That's that's when I start to buy basketball. So And so, like, Luka, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about Luka so many times on this show. Huge – I love Luca. I'm a Mavs fan. Yep. But now in this next one month to two month window, 
is really going to tell the tale on our previous conversations about the manipulation of the market. If his prices do not drop by a significant amount, then you know, and it should be a complete flag to let you know that everything is being held up on the higher end markets on some of those players. So the manipulation of the market, the people are going to, are they going to keep pushing those numbers up on Luca or are they going to allow them to go to a true market value? Because the Mavs aren't winning a title until they get some help around Luca. Correct. But now is in my opinion would be a great time to buy Luca as you wait and see what happens if the Mavs go out and spend the money and get the players around them. And that's how you go about the investing side of it. And then, you know, you're buying Luca and you're holding him for a year or two and you're waiting to see whether or not they make that run. But I'm expecting those prices to drop. And if they don't, you manipulation people of the market, it should be obvious. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, As a collector – um, do you take into account as we get into the cash flow type of thing? Do you take into account when you're buying a card if it is going to be a true investment for you and like how long you're going to hold it? Like what what would you qualify um, and t- in terms of time at an investment? Like if you're going to hold a card for you know what what amount of time is it to consider it a flip versus an investment? If that makes sense, like I mean. To me, an investment. I, I'm a long-term hold investment guy. Right. I'm not a. I'm not a day trader. And obviously, if you're investing correctly, every, every investment should be a flip, right? But if you know, I think that the terminology yeah. um, is, you know, what your plan is with in that particular card. Maybe. I, gu- um, I guess the 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 big thing that you know, there's so many people in the hobby now that will literally show up at a show. And they'll buy, and then they're turning around and they're flipping those cards at the show immediately. And I'm all about people making money. But what happened to the joy of the hobby? It's turned into, like we talked about earlier, a business, you know, just a business. Right. And so, I mean, I guess to each his own. Sure. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a go and buy and flip and sell and trade and, I ain't, I'm not doing all that. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a buy guy because I believe in that guy. Put him up, sit on him, wait, you know, and allow that 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 card to you know increase in value over over time. So you're yeah, you're more of the uh, philosophy of the time is what is going to you know make those cards yep. jump rather than you know a game a hot start to a season something like that. Yep. Interesting. Well, as far as the uh, in truly investing side of things go and the high-end auction side of things, uh, we have a couple really nice basketball cards coming to auction, one of which is running at PWCC with our friends Brock and Jesse. Um, it's going to be the Luka Doncic National Treasures RPA. It's the Emerald um, number five, five. Five of five. That's correct. Um, another one and another big card that's going to be going to auction um, is going to be a 1997 Kobe Bryant Precious Metal Gems. It's going to be the red um, number to 100, and it's actually a copy that was autographed in person and authenticated um, by Kobe. Um, and the autograph grade is a nine, so the authentic grade on the um, on the Precious Metal Gem card itself, and a nine grade on the autograph. 
um, a, a really, really important piece of modern basketball um, with the Luka kind of falling in that ultra modern mm-hmm. um, grail category. Which of those two would you prefer to have in your portfolio? The ultra modern grail, the Luka National Treasures, or the Kobe Precious Metal Gems? Well, you know, I'm a goat guy. That's right. Uh, I believe in long-term investing in the goats or a safe way to play, you know, on the on the card side of things. I am a Mavs fan, and I am a Luka fan. So that's a tough one. It is a to good be To be completely honest, that is a tough one because I think Kobe's value still has a long way to go because in my rankings in basketball – and. We're about to see some people go to go to hating on this comment. That's right. I'm about to tell you. It's Jordan 1 and Kobe 2 Absolutely. in my book. Uh, I believe Kobe is the closest thing to Michael Jordan. And LeBron, I still have LeBron in my top five. But he is not number two for me at all. So, I believe Luka has the ability to really put up really good stats. Totally don't see Luka ever putting together the championships like your Jordan and Kobe did. And so that long term could hurt his legacy. And I don't see the Mavs getting rid of Luka because he is the face just like Dirk Nowitzki was when he was there. 100%. And so I just don't – it's it's a tough one because I do like that National Treasures 5 of 5 Luka. Card. If if I was gonna buy a Luca card, that would be the one that I would that I would want to buy. As a matter of fact, I have those two cards already on my watch list that I that I've noted down because when PWCC put up the premieres preview, I've already been through the sheets and tried to figure out exactly what I wanted to go buy. And those were two that I had marked down. Yep. Because I like both of those cards. I think they're they're both great cards. I'm also not a huge fan of aftermarket autographs. 100%. So that's a that's kind of a deter for me on the Kobe card. I believe the Precious Metal Gems is a super rare card. I believe it's something that's sought after. But I also believe that that phase is going to go by the wayside and something new is going to take its place just like you saw people went after the Kabooms and people went after the you know, modern. Prisons, and that stuff stuff's like that. kind of, kind of yep. dipped a little bit too. So being – that it's a on-card auto number to five true rookie. Yep. I'm going to buy the Luca. Is what I'm going to buy over that particular Kobe card. Now, if that Kobe card was compared, if you were comparing the Topps Chrome Refractor Black Label, yep, to the Luca, I'm going to take the Topps Chrome Black Label yep. Kobe Bryant over the Luca. But I'm just not. The precious metal gems card, I'm just not as not as keen on sure. as I would be the Topps Chrome Refractor Black Label, sure. Uh, versus you know you know the the Luca National Treasures. So I believe the Luca National Treasures could be a big play. Yep. Down the road, if if he goes and wins a title or two, they get some help around him. Mavs start making a run. I believe Luca's going to be up there in your top. If if he stays healthy. Luca will be in your top five in a lot of categories. Oh yeah, at the end of his career, which will drive his prices up totally. But on the same note, if the prices are currently propped up now, how much higher can they go? And so 
that's another scared factor. So when I say I would buy the Luca, it's because I like Luca. Right. But on the same note, I also tell you guys, it's kind of like playing fantasy football and fantasy sports don't go with your heart, right. you know, on that sort of you're stuff. So your best, your better bet is it's probably the Kobe. But I would buy the Luca just because I like Luca, and it's such a short printed card, and I would be willing to just take that run. And you're probably not going to make much money off the card, and that's because of the prices being as high as they are right now. And that leads me to the next question. What do you think it's worth? What do you think a Luca National Treasures to five? What I think it's worth, or what I think it's going to go for? Well, both. What do you think it's worth, and what do you think it's going to go for? <laughs> Realistically, there is no reason that that Luca card should ever, even number to five, should ever top. It, it should. It shouldn't go over five hundred thousand. It should not. Based on Luca's performance. Correct. And here's where I'm going to go with that on. PWCC sold a Patrick Mahomes black national treasures, which is numbered to five also. Okay. In a BGS nine with a 10 auto. Yep. They sold that card back during season this last year. The card sold for $630,000. Patrick Mahomes has won a Super Bowl. Right. Luca has not. So you tell me why that card should ever even close, even 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 Come. get to six hundred. Right. It should be below that. It should be five hundred or below. I mean, to be honest with you, that's that's where it should be. Below below five hundred. Now where do you think it ends up? It's gonna go for damn a million dollars. You think a million north? It's, it's gonna it's gonna push close to that. It's crazy. I, I think it is, and I think it's going to be run up by some Luca collectors that have some other investments in the Luca side of things that they're going to push that price up. Yep. It's going to get pushed up. And how about the Kobe? Uh, the Kobe, I bet you the Kobe goes for somewhere around six six $700,000, $700,000. And the Kobe is unique, and I don't think there's as much market manipulation around that that type of stuff as there is in the, the high-end Luca, the high-end Mahomes, mm -hmm. the modern you know prospect type stuff. Um, that Kobe is just extremely rare and unique, and so I think you're right. The safer, like the safer play, is going to be that Kobe, but the upside on the Luca is almost too hard to ignore. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. So you know that's a, a really interesting kind of debate whether you would have the ultra modern Grail or the Grail, you know, the the true collector's Grail, which would be that Kobe Bryant uh, precious metal gems versus the you know, investor's grail, if you will. See, I just the, love RPAs. The that's, RPA. that's the thing. I love RPAs, I, and I love National Treasure RPAs, even though there's a lot of debate that it's not game-worn or game-used or whatever, that the flawless is. I just can't get on board with the flawless. And why is that? You, you, why, why is the I – get, I guess it's probably – when I look at the flawless card, I look at it – based on the way that they number the back of those cards, there's no true number. So to me, it's almost feels like it's an insert right. version of their rookie. And then I'm not, I'm just not a huge fan of the way that they do their patch windows and things along those lines. I like the big, the big, big window. Yeah. The, chunky the, patch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Those are really cool. And, yeah. and game used obviously makes them even better. Um, yeah. I mean, and I, to be honest with you, I, I, 
I honestly don't care if it's game game worn, game used, player worn. I don't care as long as it's a pretty patch. Don't be don't be giving me a you know Napkin a product patch. that cost you know twenty thousand dollars a case with a solid white patch or red patch or something along those lines. So that's interesting. Well, I you know I, I agree. I think uh, RPAs are definitely the have become that like flag. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to get a rookie card of a player, that's the highest end of that rookie you know set that you can get is going to be that rpa and yep. so um it'll be interesting to see where those where those auctions finish up um, a couple of big ones finishing uh, you know finishing up here shortly um i think that's all we've got for today that's uh, it that's it uh man I know. that was short thanks for checking what? us out guys um who put together this content man i'm gonna have to get on our media team i mean what are the, what have they been doing not a lot. Um, I mean, I, just filming videos of them hanging out in Cabo. You know, um, in Cabo. That's right. There, gonna there's, say, what's there's, going on in Cabo? Man, I was just going to say, we've got a promotion going. If you uh, send in some cards for Raw Card Review, we'll do them for you. And you are entered. Every single card will give you an entry into our Cabo giveaway. It's given away at the end of this month, guys. June 30th is the last day to get those cards submitted. Every single card gets you one entry, so everybody has a chance to win as long as you send at least one card. That's right. So Send them on in, guys. We're looking forward to it. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, I'm Jason. Big Sexy out. Thanks, guys.